0: Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about time management for your farm. In our spotlight, we're going to look at cloud ag, looking to measure carbon from the air. Ag History Minute, we'll talk about NAFTA. Cool beans, that's corny, we'll have some current events and we'll wrap it all up with our Ag Idiom of the Week. So with me today are Bill Schaumburg. Hey guys. Max Garvey. What's up everybody? Todd Schomberg.
1: Ate all the tilties out there.
0: And I'm Matt Bruger, all with Tilth Agronomy. So, sports-wise, I mean, at least the Packers are doing pretty well.
2: Mixed bag last week. Packers are rolling, though. Yeah. They look good.
1: It's a lot of fun.
3: Badgers stink <laughs> at football and
0: basketball. <laughs> Which is why we're not talking about it, Max. We're not. Let's instead talk about the records that Rodgers set. He's now the fastest to 400 touchdowns. He beat Drew Brees' records. It took Drew Brees like 204 games to get there, and Rodgers did it in 193.
2: It's amazing. You know what's even cooler? He had 88 interceptions in that time frame. He said he wants to get to 500 before he gets to 100 interceptions. (laughs) And it's totally doable because when you go from like 300 to 400, it was only like 12.
1: The amount of interceptions he's thrown, the lack of that compared to Favre, like, yeah, is crazy. Yeah. To think of that he's a, what,
3: And we loved and... Brett Favre. Oh, don't Brett, get us, don't oh, don't, mi- don't misunderstand yes. us here. We loved Brett Favre. This is a Favre house, all right.
0: But and Brett Favre called Aaron Rodgers' absent Super Bowl wins the great, possibly the
3: greatest player ever last week. So, thanks, did. Brett. I mean. Seriously though, he's Rogers is a once once in a generation talent. I mean, for all the things that Brady's done, and it's great for him, he doesn't have numbers that are like no. Rogers. I mean, this it's insane when you actually look at it when they show these stats on, you know, Monday Night Football when you know when you get the the big nationally televised game where they got all this time to show you these funny goofy stats. It's unreal the things he's been able to accomplish.
0: Well, even, you know, we are talking about interceptions, and Brady, Brady was good with interceptions, but he's still not as good as Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers has been...
1: Even a lot of Rodgers' interceptions, because we watch him so much, aren't Rodgers' fault? I mean, they're... Yeah, they're are. tipped but off. But enough of, of them are tips, or, yeah, or, yeah just, just a freak thing I mean, happens, somebody you, falls.
3: You guys remember, was it last year or two years ago, when they were talking on some of the local radio shows about how they wish Rodgers would throw more interceptions? Yeah, because he that wasn't he was, taking enough chances. He was too oh, careful. Yeah. Yeah, he was too careful. He oh, he's t- he's got twenty six twenty six touchdowns and no interceptions, but he could have thirty six touchdowns if he had two interceptions to go with. And it's like, but that's you know,
2: wild to even think about. Uh, what I'm seeing this year, and I don't know if you guys are seeing it, but he's not throwing the ball away as much. Like no, last year, the year before, it seemed like he was always throwing the ball away. More yeah. like just throw a pass, like. Try to complete Don't it. you think that's the, the LeFleur yes. offense? Yes. Yes. This scheme is pretty legit. Yeah. yeah. He's in
1: the floor now. Oh, anyway. and, and watching the Cowboys and old <laughs> Big Mike McCarthy <laughs> and you're like, like
3: we f- we figured out oh, that Rodgers was definitely not the problem. Yeah, right. This is great. Well, well it watch.
0: makes it makes you wonder, you know, you took that year off McCarthy to like study the game of football. Yet any Dallas game I watch, it's like, no, this looks like the Packers this like is the three same, years ago. was like, the same, Mike. Yeah.
3: Yeah. What did not. you change? The same Packers with a worse defense and a worse quarterback. Yeah, I was going to
2: say, to his defense, he doesn't have a quarterback. And his defense, when they played the other night, your big fancy graphic, Max, they showed every category defensively. And the 31, 31, 32, 32 31, 31, 30, 30, 31,
3: 32. Yeah, it was, it was bad. But he had Dak. He did have Dak for a yeah. while who's to a start, yeah. good good enough quarterback that you should have been able to do something. Well with Dak and Zeke, the combination should have but he doesn't run netted. the ball. No, he does. Well doesn't he checks it off, five runs a game. All right. He yeah. gets his five rushes and we're done for the half.
2: And that's probably why he's not gonna get fired, is because Dak got hurt. Well, let's
1: be real, though, too. He's just the puppet of the owner at and, this point.
2: And so he's,
0: he's probably good enough at
3: kissing Jerry's butt yeah. that he's not going to get fired.
0: The, look how long... Uh, what's Garrett, his before? Jason Garrett. He was there for how long? <laughs>
3: yeah, and all the Giants have the clap. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he They're just, coming around. Joe Judge making them run laps, man. They're coming around. Yeah, they're tough. They, uh, they, they play helped, hard. They
2: helped us out this week. They beat the Seahawks, so we got to move up in the playoff
3: ranking. Yeah. They have another game. They they play another playoff contender this week, I think too. Someone that we want them to beat because I mean I'm not scared of the Giants. So the more people they beat, the the better, the better. I'm going to feel, you know. In the NFC, anyways. But yeah, no Packers are doing good. Cardinals, feels good. Cardinals, Cardinals. Yeah, I mean they're they're in, they're, in there. They're still in, in, the, in the hunt, mix. right? Yeah, Cardinals are still a pretty good.
2: Team. So are you a Tampa Bay fan this week or a Minnesota Viking fan this week?
3: Minnesota. Oh, yeah. come on. Minnesota? Are you kidding me? Oh, you want to I don't want keep Minnesota them down. To, yeah, oh yeah. No, nah, I the yeah. way I see it, I'd much rather play Minnesota than play Tampa Bay again. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I but it'd Tampa probably be Bay in Lambeau, right?
3: Well, I guess it really doesn't matter because Tampa Bay is going to make the playoffs no matter what. I mean, they're and that would be in Lambeau most likely, right? I mean, they're not. There's no way they don't make the playoffs, is there? Well, no, they they've been sliding and they actually could, have been seven and five. like they're on the opposite ends, like yeah. I'm just saying, I'd much rather play Kirk Cousins than Tom Brady in the playoffs, if it, if that's what it came down yeah, to. Good point. And that's not even that's not even close. I mean,
0: because we've got well, we got Detroit this week, and then we Carolina. Got, we don't do we play Chicago again? Yeah, yeah, last, yep. last game. <laughs> yeah, so because we played the Vikings. we're done with the Vikings. Yep. We'll be done with
2: the Lions after this week. Yep. So just be Chicago would be our only Carolina Indivision game. So after this week, it's Carolina Tennessee, the Bears. Yep. So
1: crazy to think that the season's almost out, don't say it, it. yeah, yeah i don't don't say it it's like weeks, all yeah. we've had for sports and yeah but what is coming soon is the fantasy corn league <laughs> yes so what'd you guys think of your draft last week i mean you know we had a week to sleep after on you got, it. yeah after you look at your lineup or are you just like whoa what was i you know just a bad draft day
3: i'm just saying there's a chance <laughs> there's some there's some picks that maybe I'm not a huge fan of, but you know, for the most part, I was pretty satisfied at the. the you
2: you went all around.
3: Yeah, I was. Uh, I I figured my best bet to actually, to try and set myself apart was to try and draft semi unconventional. You know, try and get away from some of those. You know, stand. You know, that forty three ten. I would have taken that if I had the chance, but I know what forty three ten is going to do. It does the same thing every year. So I was like, let's try for something that maybe.
2: You were Hail marrying
3: it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I had some, you know, solid ones that are, you know, kind of cornerstones, but I had a couple that are out there a little bit, and I thought, they performed well in trials this year. Let's give them a shot. It'll be fun to see how they play out, because I, I, after the draft, and this is a, for
1: all of our first time doing it, so that was kind of fun. It wasn't yeah. like you've been playing Fantasy Corn League for 10 years <laughs> against some rookie, yeah. and you just smoke them. So we were all noobs at it. We, you know, I I thought it went well, and then, well, but at least we'll see in the plots next year. Like, and that's why your question is winning?
0: hard to answer because none of us really know right what it's going to look like. You right, think of after a,
1: the football draft, you're like, oh man, Guttenkute is an idiot. Why did he draft mm-hmm. that guy? And then we see Jordan Love was a bad pick. But, uh, yeah, you don't know until the season
3: is on. So, yeah. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited. As long, as long as you're not Ryan Pace, you feel pretty good about yourself, right? <laughs>
1: I don't, Doug's not here to comment, but his team was pretty stacked. He did, he, after I got down, I'm like, dang, that Doug, sub
3: like, 92 day, he's got that locked up so tight. Uh, I think that's
1: he. He was number three pick, right? Sometimes it yep. just falls yeah. that yep. way. Yeah. Three pick, I don't know, seems good because he didn't get. You know, by the time we got to you and IMAX, we were slim pickings at the end. But then when it loops back around. To you guys that say pick, you know, first. 7 eight, and 8 in the, the yeah. end of the second round, yeah. you're losing The, the last two, two
3: picks in the first round to me, and it's like the last four picks in most fantasy football drafts, the last two picks in the first, the last couple in the first round, because you don't get that A1, Tier 1 superstar, you just get something pretty good, so and it you always... You two solid ones. But you get two solid ones, so it always, your first pick isn't as good as everybody else's, but your second pick is probably better than everybody else's, but... The disparity between your first pick and everybody else's is larger than the disparity between your second and everybody else's, if that makes sense. But, yeah, overall pretty
0: good. Yeah, something to look forward to once we get back into planting season. So, But since winter's rolling in, you guys are ready to kick in and do some time management? Yep.
2: Very important item. And anybody's riddled. I got
3: a huge time management hack. Huge <laughs> yep. one. Brush your teeth in the shower. There you Boom. go. Boom. I do that actually. I don't. I'm uh, I, I I always think about it and then I'm like what happens if I accidentally and I put shampoo on the toothbrush <laughs> and toothpaste on my hair and you just, just got to put, put some mouthwash
0: in and gargle it while you're in the shower and yeah, good enough. Call it good.
3: Stick a gum on the way out the door. Really is all it takes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> some double mint fresh gum. That's right. All right, so now that most of the field work is done, get a chance to look back what worked, what didn't on the farm. And time is the one thing you can't make more of, and it's really easy to lose track of. So now that hopefully things are slowing down just a little bit, it's a good time to think about what are ways you can gain some time back, or at least if you can't gain time, use your time more effectively.
1: What do you guys think after Thanksgiving and then Christmas here, like after harvest... It seems like oh wow it's winter we got time to sort of sit back do paperwork think of things and then all of a sudden it's april and you're planning to, like yep. it just blows by right back at the, yep. and you're doing catch-up i mean you're going to dentist I, appointments that you didn't do this summer because right. you want to do
3: now <laughs> wait we have to be I, normal humans for, I, th- for right. three months we basically <laughs> have three months of our lives where we can schedule things kind of however we want and whatever not have to worry about it but That three months fills up quick. Trying to get all those obligations in the holiday
1: season, kind of, you know, that takes time where you're just, you know, just doing that stuff and your normal work stuff, where the extra stuff gets put to the back burner. You
3: know what? This year we're not doing as much for the holidays because of COVID, or not doing as much traveling and getting together. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little excited. (laughs) I'm a little excited to just be home for vacation and not, you know, driving across the state. But yeah. Yep, spending your holiday driving two directions and oh well we do being we, more tired we before. do christmas eve at one house and christmas day at another and there, the one house is it's two hour or an hour and a half to get there and then the next house it's a four hours from the first one mm. so it's and we get up at like four o'clock on christmas day mm. four in the morning and drive so we can be you know gotta be there for breakfast yeah. so you know you see Santa out still right? <laughs> see Santa. that's right
2: give him a little tip
3: of your cap we actually ride together oh, so. yeah <laughs> just hitch right on the sleigh yep no, he hitches a ride with me. Oh, okay. I got, the sleigh is cold, you know, so he hops in around. with me. I make Sierra ride in the in the bed mm-hmm. of the truck, and then throw the big guy in with me, and yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that marriage'll last.
3: What's that? <laughs> that marriage'll <will> last. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're no it, but yeah, like I said, it'll be it'll be a nice little change of pace this year for Christmas.
0: All right. So the first thing to start with. Before you go any further, make a budget. So you're like, well, wait, I thought we were talking about time management. Well, this time of year, it's getting close to the end of the year, you're probably figuring out, you know, meeting with your money guy anyway, figuring out what you got to do for taxes. Good time to figure out what your costs were. Take a look at your biggest expenses, and then take a look at the time you're spending on some of these expenses. So if if it's something you're doing, you know, the first thing you got to do is figure out how much am I... Of my time, what's my time worth? How much am I using for some different things? So figuring out your budget is a great place to start.
1: Yeah, one thing with time is you always want to try to be doing the most expensive thing you can on your farm. Um, So instead of mowing the lawn and hiring somebody to fix your corn planter, if you know how to fix your corn planter, hire somebody to mow your lawn, you fix the corn planter. So just this, I think a good way to say budget right now is looking at that of how you spent your previous year and look at your actuals and then going forward how would you change it going forward and yeah i think a lot of times we try to look at you know what what we can do in day-to-day things but you know big picture stuff what can you do to change that okay i'm going to plant my own corn next year and i'm going to hire done some of the tillage it. these are just examples of picking out things that you have on your farm that are going to make you the most money
2: Kind of make yep. a budget of what each task costs you on yep. the farm, right? Like like you said, Todd, a corn planter costs you this much money, but mowing the lawn, you know, your son will do it for $5 an hour or whatever. You have a teenage son or something, you know, like that. Yeah, I would say that's a, monet, you know, break it out as to what all the tax, tasks, if I can get that out, and you all have every day and make a budget based on that.
0: Yep. And then so that kind of ties into the next one is make a schedule. So like we've been talking about, not only are you looking at your costs, but list out the jobs that, are, that you need to have done. And is it daily, weekly, monthly, you know, a couple months a year. Figure out what's got to be done when and work at picking out what you're going to do in that schedule and trying to follow that schedule. So using your time in the best way. Figure out how long it's going to take you to do something and... You know, can you do things together at the same time? Is there things you can, you know... While Jobs I'm, you can do at the same... Yep, while I'm doing this, I can also do this. Brush your teeth in the shower. There
3: you Brush go. Brush your teeth, Brush your your teeth, teeth well, in the shower. Mark that down. Yep. It's funny, I was having a conversation with a girl the other day, and they, they're they going to spend spend a little bit of money at the end of this year regardless. So they said they own a corn planter, they don't own a combine. W- do they spend the money to buy a new corn planter or do they spend the money to buy a combine and which one is going to have a greater effect on their operation and they asked my opinion you know how did that how did that how did their corn planter do did we lose yield because we had to wait for the combine things tipped over things like that and i think that this basically is the same thing we did we worked out that budget both time and money at the same time then talked about how how things had to be paid for and how they how they even how they affected yield and that all kind of works into these two these two bullet points here make a make a budget and make a schedule
2: how would manure hauling fall into that category as far as like you know so a lot of guys are going away from paying custom manure applicators and they're getting more i mean I think it it goes hauling back to
1: anything own. you do yeah. custom-wise is yep. make sure you're choosing wisely. How did your custom operator do this year? I mean, even on a schedule, you're at the mercy of other people for your schedule. Right. So looking at that, maybe don't judge somebody on a one-year basis. Give them, you know, okay, over the last five years, yeah, they were, did pretty good for me four out of the five years or, or something like that. But well
0: And, I, and this year, you know, if, if you were hauling your own manure... You
1: had forever, right. right? Right. There was a lot of th- we had a large window yeah. to do things. Let's
3: see how you how you would have felt about it last year, right? Try and haul your own. Go well,
1: but this. at the same time, when you have your own equipment, you decide the timeline. Yep. When, so to me, manure equipment sprayer, the things that and plant corn planter that have to be done today and can't wait till next week you should have more control over so that you can do them.
3: Here's the thing. Here's the thing with manure applicators that I see where where this investment becomes a problem is that if you buy a new tractor for the planter, you can use that tractor for more than just the planter, right? Manure hose is manure hose. A manure applicator rig is a manure Mm -hmm. applicator rig. It's not, they're not these universal tools, right? So it's hard, you know, you buy a chisel plow. Well, you can use that chisel plow, you can use it in the spring, you can use it in the fall, you could use it in the summer to rip something up if you need to, but it's got multiple, you know, it's got multiple uses, I guess, right? Yeah. A, a hose we rig is a hose rig. use a hose, hose rig. rig in the spring or summer. <laughs> well, you could, I know, but it's, I, I, to me, it's a little different. It's a little bit different investment. But it in is investment. looking
1: at, right, it is making sure you look at all the avenues and, that way. And
3: guy, I think a lot of times, guys don't really, they don't mind if they have to chisel plow all the time, but if you tell them, hey, you got to use your hose rig three times a year, then it's like, oh, what? I No, we want to do this in one week in the fall and be done. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a little bit different mindset, I think.
0: Yep, and then that kind of plays into the next thing we've talked about. You know, one last thing on the
1: schedule is I I like what Matt's got here of you know list the things that we've done and make sure on the farm there is so many. I mean, we used to call them chores. Like, do your chores, and it was. Do your chores. You know, it's oh, I do got your to, chores, Bill, and it oh. can vary way different on <laughs> different farms. Milk the cows, feed calves, all this. Pinch but manure. we were at. Um,
3: what was your chore? All, Feeding all, the all, hay. All of them. No. Feed Come the on, calves. you had a favorite had one. 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 What was it? Favorite.
2: His uh, favorite was going up in the straw mound and taking oh, a out. straw mound was alright. Pitching we, down,
1: take it out. No, straw was sweet because we had we chopped up newspaper, so and then straw mixed together kind of to bed, and so you got to read. Well, granted, these are like year old newspapers so you got to the, read the, you got to read like the comics. yesterday's news <laughs>
2: while you were uh, yeah
1: la- yeah so it was a lot of fun um but on the farm you have all this structured time that usually doesn't end up in your calendar and sort of almost that's the most important because you're doing it every day all the time we had a farm matt remember that um this is years ago that took them four hours to milk cows oh, so yeah. twice a day they milk for four hours Eight hours. So it's eight hours a day. Shot in the butt. Yeah, like and you know they were wondering, well, why can't I get corn planting done? Why can't I get you know other stuff on the farm? Well, you got eight hours just gone a day, like done. So unless you can find a way to free up some of those hours or or do something different, you're just not gonna. Um, and think about that as you do it. Some of these things are things if you do every day, you just have to make yourself very minutely better, and it'll you know it'll be exponential because it's every day. So if you are make yourself five minutes more efficient, which milking cows is hard to do that, but there's other chores in the farm. If you do something, anything you do every day, the little impacts will make make it go farther.
0: Think of the guys, too, where you you have the equipment to do your own hay harvesting. Well, how many guys are cutting hay basically all summer? You start, and you're just not fast enough to catch up. By the time you finish first crop, second crop's ready on that first field, you cut.
3: So now you're just making hay all summer long. And that's that's such a terrible cycle to be in. It's such a hard cycle to break too, cuz
1: It's not a bad thing, but you got to... like I mean just, it takes But time. it's but it's, it's then a, a season of doing it, It's that. an yeah. annoyance yeah. is yeah.
3: what it really it comes down to yeah. and it takes away time from that's doing other So used
1: things. to be on the threshing crews. Come on, you just <laughs> start at one neighbor and <laughs> go all the
2: So t- if <laughs> only
0: they'd come up with a combination threshing <laughs> <laughs> tractor <laughs> to do, do that, that type, type of thing. Weird. Yeah.
2: Todd, if you shave five minutes off milking over a year, that's thirty hours a year saved. saved.
1: Yep. Which again is hard to I mean, most of the time you're doing these things very efficient. You're not yeah. It's just a, a mindset, and this is a time of you know, renewal and rethinking and
3: I, um, uh, okay. Here's a really good example that only saves a couple seconds every time you do it, but it adds up. I there's a farm that I go to and they they have towels. Wipe towels for um, uh, teat dip, they have put the towels on both ends of the parlor. So if you're, you don't have to walk all the way back to the same end every time. And like, that seems like such a dumb thing that you I, should just do. But say it saves you five seconds every time, ta- every, you know, they're time through. Cow. And they're milking 50 groups, 60 groups. I mean, how much? Yeah. You start adding it's, that up it's, across it's, the
1: year. And doing protocols and having that be proud. Yep. You're right, Max.
3: And yep. uh, that's something I would have never thought of. Until one day I was sitting there I was going, "Wow, that's like actually really smart to save yourself a couple minutes a day, and those minutes add up yeah,
0: no i that those are both great examples, so another thing kind of in that vein is as you're doing these chores or these maintenance tasks or whatever they happen to be um you know we and back in the beginning, we talked about timing yourself, figure out how long it takes you, and if you are doing custom work, if you're having somebody else come in, you know would it be faster?" To have them do it, yeah. Is it worth the cost? Maybe. And that's what you've got to figure out with these budgets and these schedules. And then add to that now. Okay, if I am hiring out the work, how much am I paying? Am I paying enough that it would be? I'd be better off just hiring someone else to help on the farm, where they can do some of this work, but I have them available to help with other things too. Maybe the answer is yes, maybe no, but those are the kinds of things you want to try to figure out because having that extra set of hands is going to help make you more efficient and make a lot of these tasks a lot easier to handle. You know, just think about if you're milking by yourself and it takes you four hours, two people, I mean, just that one one addition, you could cut your time maybe even an in half.
1: I mean, so... What's hard is a lot of these never cut it in half Right, and you have it's to manage quite, another person. Yeah. However... You, if you're doing it right, you're going to have some time savings there, and that that's a big deal. So you're right, Matt. Yeah. Looking at um, what you pay, and a lot of times, as I said before too, you you are better off hiring somebody, you know, for the lower cost things on your farm, and you doing as high a cost things as you, as you can. But there's still going to be certain things that you've got to hire out and having those. And those might be
2: just things you don't have the expertise. Right. Right. Right, Exactly. That's what I'm saying is try to
1: use the maximum level of your expertise and then know where you maxed out. Because think of how much time, too, where say you get above your expertise level and you're like, oh, I can figure it out. I'll watch some YouTube videos. And then it's just a cluster f <laughs> of stuff that you make it worse sometimes so yes it's
3: annoying. it's like it's like my dad you know. working on a car he can do it eventually <laughs> but it's gonna sit in pieces for a week first you know it's you gotta, gotta know your limits too
2: well it's like the tractor breaks down right it's really expensive to take it to the dealer to have them fix it but i don't know how to fix a tractor so i could yeah i could try but i'm gonna make more work and more probably cost than my my favorite
3: was always the vet you know you put off calling the vet because the vet's expensive right and you put it off long enough that eventually you call the vet anyway and the cow's and the dead cows so were, you yeah. lost twice yep. you know it's one of those things you just sometimes you just gotta you gotta take it and that's what it is and
1: it's a learning curve too with all the new, with the internet and we can buy it like I had a dehumidifier go out. It was like a $400 dehumidifier, and it was just a little screen thing on it. I'm like, oh, I can fix that. Fix that, and then, like, <laughs> Didn't a month work. later, the, the rest whole of out. You know, it was just, I, it's that kind of stuff of, like, we can now almost fix or learn how to fix whatever we want. It's making sure you learn from that and go, oh, yeah, I
2: ain't doing that again. That was it. It is amazing, though, how much stuff is on YouTube. Oh, yeah, oh, so yeah YouTube like, and, so like and about anything How you to think fix, of. fill in the blank, and there's a video. Yep. That is pretty
0: cool. Now, there's no guarantee you're going to watch the right way to do it all the no, time either.
3: But, <laughs> it's who, a way. Who says the guy posting the video actually knows yeah, how to do it? It's but. on the internet. It's got to be yeah. right.
0: Um, or, or when you hear the, well, this is what I do for a living. You probably shouldn't do this yourself, but I'm still <laughs> going to show you how to do it.
3: Then I know I'm watching the right video. Yep.
0: Um, so along with that, so maybe you can't afford to pay somebody else. Maybe you can't hire an employee, but can you find a tool... Or something to assist you. Can you automate something? Uh, one example of that is they make those feed pushing robots. So instead of getting in the tractor, putting the blade on, and backing up and down the aisles, maybe you can just get, you know, save up to get something like that. Um, one thing I saw this summer that I thought was really cool: guy took some actuators and some uh, switches and got almost everything off of Amazon and figure out a way to rig up a system where in the frac tank that they were using to haul manure, they could push a button to kick the throttle up and engage the PTO so that they could pour manure into the tank from the frac tank without having someone sitting in the cab. Of the frac tank. Yeah. So for a couple hundred bucks in parts, they were able to figure out how to make that work.
3: And how many... A couple hundred bucks in parts and you pay somebody yeah 200 bucks a day to sit there right how many yeah how much an hour just to sit
0: and do that same thing so there are ways that you can save a little money and time and you know like i said if you can't afford that extra person maybe you can make something that's like an extra person so a little farmer ingenuity yeah no i thought that was really cool Guy took it on himself and figured out a really great way
3: to help himself out. I really like uh, on farm inventions. Those little uh, little tools and gadgets and things like that that you know farmers um, as mm-hmm. resor- they're so resourceful. Like some of the things they come up with, I'm just blown away when you see it and you're like, "Holy!" Uh, the buckets. simplicity
1: of them are always is what blows me away. It's how how simple they are most of the time because it's they're that's not their first iteration. It's many. Well and it's, it's
3: we pulled this old cultivator out of the fence line, we haven't used it in forty five years, and we turned it into this super useful piece of equipment rather than just letting it rot. I mean that's that's the stuff where I'm always just like blown away, like, wow that that's cool. I like that. And it kind of
0: gets back to uh somebody mentioned earlier, I think it might have been you Max, of finding those things that are good for more than one job. So can you find something like if you decide you're going to invest in a drill. You're going to drill your, your soybeans or, you know, something like that. Now, what else can I do with that drill? I'm going to do alfalfa instead of having, you know, an a a brilliant or an air seeder plus this drill. Like, make make things do more than one job so that you can save yourself some time there. When you're when you're looking to upgrade, you know, if you've got money to spend here at the end of the year, try to find those, you know, jackknife or the multi-tools. Swiss in, Army knife. Not, instead of the jackknife, so...
3: Well, a jack, a jackknife has been known to be more than one tool itself, too. <laughs>
2: honestly, no, it is. It's
3: an apple peeler. It's a
2: fish fish scaler. It's a lock picker. If you really need to, fingernail get, cutter. You know,
3: whatever, whatever you got going that day.
0: So, and then the final thing I had um, isn't always going to look like a clear way to save your time, but give yourself a break. Find way to, you know, if you're tired all the time, you're going to be slower. You know, if you don't eat meals during the day, you're going to run out of energy. Make a point in that schedule. Find time to, you know, feed yourself. Try to get as much sleep as you can so that you're not just dragging. Because the more you drag, that's just going to keep building and building. And pretty soon, you're never going to see anything but, you know, teats in your face. <laughs> and that's not always a bad thing.
1: But This one's hard as a farmer to to do that sometimes but i do think it is important and
0: and i'm not i'm not saying you got to take two weeks of vacation every year but I've just like just, I said, ta- just in the you know give yourself
3: about well, the first september just take off to florida for two weeks that's not really realistic but no hey, a weekend at the kalahari with the kids might be you know what you need to just get things reset and
1: one thing you said about covid that's been interesting max i think is is this idea to give yourself a break is Used to think of that as like go on vacation. Well, that's just as much work as yeah, work. More, actually, more. I would say. I, I mean, yeah, when I get home from times,
3: a vacation, I usually yeah. need like a day to recover. Right. You know, that spills over into your first day back at work. So, so one thing that COVID
1: or whatever has taught me is maybe what what's good about Mats is the break part. Give your do something that gets your mind off of work, gets it a way to relax and rejuvenate, it ready to go. And so you're 100% when you're going, not, you know, I'd rather you be 100% going instead of 80% all the time, you're going to, you know, you, you can take that 20% then off because you're not, if you're not full 100%, then what
3: are you doing? I I don't have kids like you guys, so I don't have to keep three small humans entertained when I go on vacation anymore. It's basically just, I have to keep myself entertained and it's not, that's not really not hard. If, usually if there's water in the general vicinity, like I'm probably going to be, pretty content but like i remember when i was a kid and we used to go on vacation and we'd drive to florida be on vacation for five days and then i could i could sleep from the time we pulled out of the driveway in florida till the time we hit the driveway in wisconsin like that should tell you that vacation maybe wasn't that relaxing (laughs) you know what i mean well you're having fun (laughs) great time
2: great time but i think we all need a break from the stresses of our job whatever that job is yep you know we need stress Break from this stress of trying to breed cows, or worrying about the crops, or worrying about our manure. Enough manure isn't out, you know. Like we need a break, and like you said, maybe that's just a half a day. Take a trip I to, the to the West think Door County—the
1: best ones actually, where you're not you're yeah. not losing time. then, you know, really, in the grand scheme, and yeah, just some quicker things like that is better.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's not going to Florida for two weeks necessarily, but. Um, I, what made me think of this was I had a farmer tell me the other day, you know, if I if I work all day and I didn't even get three square meals a day, what am I working for? You know, what are you? What's what's the point of what you're doing if you just <laughs> if you never see your way out of the hole? So
3: yeah, we that the the company picnic. I don't know what what we call it our company <laughs> yeah. fun day that we do in the in the summer. Like even my, that, that my, my wife calls it screw, off day. Yeah, screw it, off day. Yeah, but it's it's usually at the perfect time. It's right as like the super super busy part of our summer is slowing down. We usually get this day and we can kind of, you know, you say it's one day, in just August, blow, just like blow end. the day off and just kind of, you know, okay, rejuvenate. And we're about we're about to start pounding it again hard. So you know, but it's one nice day. Play some golf, shoot some trap, whatever. Eat some quick trip pizza. You know, <laughs> hang out. I did
2: enjoy the trap.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: For a guy who doesn't shoot guns, I did enjoy the trap. That was like my third time trap shooting, and I actually did like it's cool now because
1: I'm actually getting a little bit better, getting the hang of it. Yeah, Max and Matt, you've done that a lot, but
3: yeah, Bill and I are noobs at that. So, twice, three times. I think I'm new. The whole that trap. that that style yeah. is different for me. I I played five yeah, stand always. We
0: we've shot guns before more often, but yeah, we. That I wouldn't say we're experts at trap. Those <laughs> are actually
2: called sporting plays. Let too. me put it to yes, you this I way: my shoulder was sore the next day. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I've shot a gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you can call me a wuss, Max. I don't care. <laughs> it, it's not just yeah. Uh, people who shoot
3: guns a lot get short, sore <laughs> shoulders too, Bill. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe it just makes me laugh. Like, I just can't imagine a life where the, you know, that was the first time you shot a gun. I just can't even imagine that. That blows me away. Legitimately,
2: first thing I, first gun I shot in probably 20 years. And that was a BB gun at a bird in the barn. (laughs) (laughs) Shooting pigeons.
3: Yep. Oh, I get to give a lucky kid their first BB gun for Christmas this year. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Sierra's brother. Uh, Nope. Uh, I'd be her. Cousin? cousin yeah mm. one of her cousins I'm so excited
1: what's the christmas story red Ryder.
3: Red Ryder, red gun red rider red rider bb gun that's what i got him and i got <laughs> i got him a ralphie shirt too you're gonna shoot your eye out i i remember when i was a kid thinking bb guns were so crazy expensive they're like 20 bucks at walmart <laughs> yeah no, they're not actually that like expensive because like we have like this limit it's only like 25 bucks and i'm like oh what am i gonna get them and i saw red riders for 20 dollars at walmart i was like Perfect. Are they, is
1: it a pellet gun or BB gun? BB gun. BB, BB gun. gun.
3: Yeah, that pom- was a big deal. You no, it's just just the one. The one, one? like a lever. Yeah the, spring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the one. You know, the best was pumps. when the neighbor kid brought
2: the
0: pellet gun over.
2: Pellet guns are sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Those those travel a little bit faster yeah, than the BB. Got yeah.
1: some <laughs> enough pigeons <laughs> with those.
0: So there you go. There's a look at time management. Just some ideas. All of them might not work for you, but at least uh, everybody can make a budget. Everyone can look at their schedule. So. If Take some time here and think about ways of saving yourself time, and time is money, so you're gonna save yourself maybe some money too. So
2: Ain't nobody got time for that.
0: <laughs> now we'll move into our spotlight for today. So today we're gonna talk about cloud ag and they are looking at measuring carbon from the air. So traditionally you would have to take a soil sample, send it to a lab for analysis to figure out the amount of carbon in your fields. And carbon's a big uh, factor of some decision-making now with carbon trading and all the different uh, things that have come up with that. So Cloud Agronomics thinks it's come up with a viable alternative to soil sampling. And so they are looking at flying over fields and doing hyperspectral imaging. So measuring light across all bands of the electromagnetic spectrum and using that to measure the amount of carbon in your field.
1: Do you know what it does? It actually measure the carbon, or is it just measuring? I mean, it's obviously extrapolating from some sort of spectral band. Good word, Todd. What the extrapolating? Yeah, yeah, so it's giving you a, I mean,
0: perc- <laughs> a percentage of soil organic carbon. Is it though? That, that's what
1: they're saying. <laughs> well, I don't I'm know. just saying, like yeah. uh, Matt. Can we you please
3: use... break down this science for us on <laughs> yeah. a molecular level no, how this no, works? No, well, can't. like
1: we use NIR. Um, that tool, there's a tool that Varus has that runs an NAR through soil. And then basically you have to take some soil cores still for organic matter. And then you put those in and then it extrapolates between that to get your organic matter values. So, I mean, obviously this is not exact, I, I don't know. I'd just be curious to get to learn more about this technology and, and what it's actually sort of testing.
0: Yep. Yeah, it is new. And that's. So it's something to, to watch and figure out maybe if it's actually viable or if it's just giving us, you know, another number to be
3: confused and <laughs> not really understand what it means.
0: <laughs> like so many other tests. A pretty sometimes. colored picture. Uh, yeah, I was yep, going to say a, a, a,
3: one of those fancy maps with lots of colors on it that really gets people excited. So,
0: yeah, just sounded like kind of a neat thing to, to keep an eye on. So we'll see what if we hear more about Cloud Egg and their measuring carbon from the air. So now we'll move into our Ag History Minute. So the last couple of years we've talked a lot about trade agreements and whatnot with some negotiations going on, so I thought it would be a good time to talk about NAFTA and the history of it. So in 1992, President George H.W. Bush signed the North American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA, between the United States, Canada, and Mexico which eliminated trade barriers and facilitated trade among the three countries. NAFTA resulted in a dramatic rise in food exports to Canada and Mexico. Export levels of U.S. agricultural goods reached new highs in the mid-90s. So the, the agreement took effect January 1st, 1994, and called for the phasing out of virtually all restrictions on trade and investment flows between United States, Canada, and Mexico over 10 years. The United States and Canada were already well into the elimination of barriers between themselves and added Mexico into the mix. So it made (coughs) trade a lot easier between three neighboring countries and led to increased exports, which was good for everybody involved here in the U.S. So there you go. That's NAFTA for you. And now it's been renegotiated a few times over the years, but most recently through the USMCA Thanks to HW. Yep, HW was, was the first one to sign it.
1: Thanks, Matt. If you like what you're hearing, please go to NAICC.org, which is the National Alliance of Independent Crop Consultants, and there you can find a crop consultant in your area. Please continue to subscribe. Uh, please tell a friend. Hopefully our Fantasy Corn League last week wasn't too long. We try to keep it closer to that 30 to 40 minutes, so... Not too long, but not too short, hopefully. And uh, we appreciate you subscribing and telling a friend about the podcast. Matt, where can they find us?
0: You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilth Talk Radio. All right. So now let's get into the current events with some cool beans, and that's corny. So cool beans? Cool beans. Cool beans.
1: Cool beans. Cool beans.
0: So our cool beans for this week...
1: back dreams were your ticket
0: So welcome back former Iowa Governor Tom Vilsack. He's been picked for the Secretary of Agriculture by president-elect Joe Biden. so he will return to the position that he held uh, four years ago under the uh, Obama administration. So a number of AG groups have been positive about this return. The National Pork Producers congratulated Vilsack on his nomination. They feel he's a great pick for agriculture, and National Corn Growers also congratulated him. So, pretty positive thing for agriculture. Everybody seems to think he's good for the position, and something he knows
2: he's been there before. So, probably welcome not, back. Probably not surprising, right? If being that Biden was a uh, oh, vice president, vice president. Yep, he had good experience with him. I'm sure.
1: I've heard, they, and I, we couldn't figure it out. If, supposedly, this is the first time that happened. There's been consecutive ones under, say, different presidents, but that he, to pull somebody no back... Yeah, new. usually
0: they would serve, yeah, they just stay in the position through multiple administrations. Yep. But, yeah, this might be the first time anybody has been the first in and out back. Yeah, like, okay, I left, and now I'm back. All right. That is a cool song. <laughs> Welcome back. Of course, we were all too young to remember Welcome Back, Cotter, but yeah, that's the theme song to that TV show that aired in the
1: 70s?
2: I don't remember it. You were the only one who might have been alive. Yes. It's the 70s, yeah.
3: Yeah. Was that... Did you just call Bill old? He did. (laughs) He's the
0: oldest of us and was alive in the 70s, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Two years,
2: but...
3: 70s? The 70s, what? Bill? you hey, still alive. You we're refused. just oh, as two.
2: close to 2050 as we are to 1990. Which means... Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say anything. Boom. Just gonna, Boom. My
3: head just exploded. Yeah, I saw that tweet the other day, and yeah. my head kind of was like, huh?
1: Now we're close well, to 2050. Well, technically, yes, we that are. That was like yeah. early 2000s.
3: When, when you say 10 years ago, my mind automatically goes 1995.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, 10 years ago does seem like... I wasn't even born in 95. Like... <laughs>
3: But ten years ago it was ninety-five.
0: All right, and our that's corny for this week is Dean Foods seeking to get money back paid to dairy farmers before bankruptcy. This bunch of jokers. Yeah. So this was uh, I saw this on Twitter and Facebook a couple days ago and found this article. So basically, I'm not going to call it extortion, but kind of sounds like it. They uh, the Dean Foods is seeking are sending out letters from farmers seeking money back. Uh, some farmers were ordered to pay as much as $50,000 or face litigation because Dean Foods went bankrupt last November. And so money that was paid to farmers by Dean Foods in three months For their before milk? the bankruptcy. For their milk? Uh, I don't know exactly under what conditions the money was paid I would have to think, yeah, it'd be something in in benefits or trying to get people to do something in, with their milk, but uh, I don't know if they're paying people not to milk as much or, you know, to re- reduce volume or what it was. But, yeah, people were getting these letters and got concerned and confused, like didn't realize they were going to have to pay money back that was paid to them.
3: So... there's a There's a quote in here from darren von ruden president of the wisconsin farmers union he says the mismanagement of dean foods has nothing to do with farmers and yet we're being put through the ringer for no reason that is exactly what's going on here well how is it there's no way that you can say that it's their fault that they went bankrupt that it's you know it's it's not joe smith farmer down on the corner you know 40 his 60 cows bankrupt dean foods it was him i know it was i knew it the whole time
0: yeah, and apparently this isn't the first time this has happened, so yeah, back in 2010, ethanol producer Verison, which went bankrupt two years before that, had similar claims claims brought against corn farmers across the Midwest. National Corn Growers got involved, and company, along with other trade groups, and the company dropped its claims against farmers, so hopefully we'll see that again this time. I know Farm Bureau, I believe, is involved, along with some other organizations, so... Um, they'll handle it yeah things things will hopefully get taken care of here before the end of the year (laughs) your letters are a predatory shakedown (laughs) yep so sad to see that kind of stuff happening but hopefully things will go the right direction
3: that's corny
2: that is corny
3: that was super corny no, I'm having a bad day. That really <laughs> we should do Cool Beans last. Yeah, we I mean, should. That really, honestly, gotta, that really makes me upset.
1: we got to have, like, a Cool Beans That's Corny sandwich. So we have, like, <laughs> a Cool Beans, then that's Corny. And then then, then cool wrap beans. around with it another will, Cool Beans. What happens when we don't have two good
3: things that happen in a week? Because <laughs> yeah. 2020 was, had a lot of... There <laughs> were some weeks where, well, Cool Beans,
0: we we struggle to find a Cool Bean. Yeah. yeah. It's like going to the doctor, getting the shot. Like, they give you the sucker before the shot. And then <laughs> yeah. Got jabbed <laughs> now I broke my sucker and I hurt.
2: <laughs> but that's corny. Cool beans doesn't have the same ring as cool beans that's corny. Mm, that's so true. Kinda SOL well there.
1: Well, we do got a good egg idiom of the Week, so yeah. that'd be yeah. a good
2: way to let's take
0: the bull by the horns and get into our egg idiom of the Week. Bam. Which is take the bull also
3: better. take the bull by the horns. So Ka-ka-chow. you could deserve you deserve some good <laughs> cheesy sound effects for that <laughs> transition right there. So handle your problems head on or take
0: control of your problems. Grab the bull by the horns. That's I, our idiom.
2: Does it have to be problems? Well, or your... Can be anything? Tasks. Take the task, the, yeah, issue. Pro-
3: I'm going to say from personal experience, with. I wouldn't literally grab a horn, <laughs> a bull by their horns. No.
1: Is it a good idea? to Like that's, a lot of these sayings came from good things to do on the farm, but like... When is it ever going to need to grab the bull's horns at all? Like you just stay away, unless you? you're I mean, like, to grab them, to, sewing but, them off. I don't know. I,
0: I feel like there could be some, depending on the size of the animal, some leverage. Like a, I'm thinking a longhorn, yeah, horn, yeah. Where you can get some okay. leverage.
3: Okay, I, st- <laughs> I, I don't know. I think a longhorn by the time they're <laughs> the longhorn, long horns are longhorned enough for you to grab onto. You're probably you're probably sol on that one. Their necks are so strong that you're yeah, he's so, he's so strong. <laughs> Take the bull by the nubs, yeah, like a baby. Yeah, that's what should be take. Take the bull by the nose ring. (laughs) See
0: how that that would work. Don't let the bull get horns.
2: Oh
1: yeah, dehorn, dehorn, and spade and (laughs) neuter your cats.
2: (laughs) Your cats? Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob Barker. Cats had
1: horns. (laughs) He's got devil cats. (laughs) Is it grab the bull by the horns or take? I've
2: seen it both Both. ways.
0: Uh, Either way, this in this case. It was take the bull by the horns, right. but I, I grab, I think, is... I think word. this
2: is the most discussion over an egg idiom we've had. It is, I think. I I like well, it.
3: some of them, like, rough as a cob, I'd never even heard of, <laughs> that so... That was
2: the best one.
3: That was the best one, Max. <laughs> yeah, like, you, I'd never heard of it, I, so I didn't have much discussion on that one. You
0: know, I was going through my phone, and 2020, we've, there's been a lot of good memes, and so I happened to <laughs> save a few on my phone, and I actually did find one that said, like, tw- or it was... A toilet paper roll, and it was just a bunch (laughs) of stripped corn cobs. (laughs) And I thought, oh, yeah, we just talked about that.
2: We did have a toilet paper shortage,
3: apparently. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, can you imagine if we would have had that, like, in March for our egg idiom? Yeah. It'd be even better.
0: Well, there you go. That'll do it for today. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. So we talked about managing time on your farm. In our spotlight, we looked at some carbon measuring tools from Cloud Egg. Ag History Minute we talked about NAFTA Cool Beans That's Corny Tom Vilsack on his way back Potentially to the position Of Secretary of Agriculture And our That's Corny was Dean Foods sending letter trying to Collect money from farmers And we've wrapped it all up with Taking the bull by the horns for our Ag Idiom of the Week So thanks for listening and as always Happy farming